You're listening to the Dream App Podcast. My name is Jesse Lyon, Chief Dream Scientist. We all know that TikTok is a strange place and people blow up for the most interesting things. Some people become famous for their dream interpretations, although I don't know who that would be. <laughs> Other people become famous for their transitions, but today's guest is most well known for his eyes. I'm joined by Shaggy, or as he's known online, at the official Some Young Guy. And today he shares with us his personal story, his struggles with mental health, and we get into an interesting conversation about marijuana, its benefits and downsides, as well as the way it affects your dreams and sleep. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, today I am joined by at dot the official Some Young Guy on TikTok. What's going on? Infamous, infamous for his eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> that thing haunts me dude oh that's the thing <laughs> it haunts me uh, to this day is is that like difficult for you like I, I mean first of all that's how i know you is that how mm -hmm. most people on the platform know you as like the eyeball guy uh i'd say at this point yes because like <laughs> like a little more than like six months ago i only had like two hundred thousand. so i wasn't i wasn't I mean, you're at 1.1 million now yeah so a guy skyrocketed because of those videos, which I'm very thankful to like everyone and and like everyone including because that's I wouldn't be where I am without everyone. It's um, true. But it also haunts me to this day. Yeah, uh, that, it's like that audio, which is just there. <laughs> Getting tricky with a rifle. <laughs> Dude, it's blood boiling. <laughs> Tell me, tell me about it. Like, like on your end of things, like, why does it get your blood boiling? Why does it haunt you? Like, I just know the experience of, oh my God, it's the guy with the eyeball thing. But on your end as the creator, it must be kind of infuriating in some ways. I'd love to understand what it must be like. Why is it so frustrating? Um, it's really just more of like the sound. Cause like I didn't turn the sound down when I was watching, like, or reading the comments. Cause like, believe it or not, even if like a video has, let's say like, 6,000 comments I'm reading most of all of those I read really I read majority of my comments bless your heart <laughs> I'm just sitting there and just, I got fast at it too I'm just um but it's really just the sound like it's not the eye or the face like I don't mind doing the face it's just yeah. the sound really like it just keeps playing and playing and playing all right and I kept doing it like for for everyone who wanted to see it because it was it was working and it was, it was, it was growing my channel. And why would I? Millions of views. Yeah. Yeah. But That's I mean, true. other than that, it's really not that like infuriating from just like the sound. It's just, it's just, you've heard it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bad song you've heard too many times. You just, no, turn it off. I'm done. No, no more. No more. Yeah. We need a new mm -hmm. sound. I, I think with the new sound, that would be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta Sick figure out more new like eye things because like I don't want to keep doing that. Like I want to like change it up, you know. It it's interesting to me, like on on my end of things. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of typecast as well. Like you know, I'm the I'm the dream guy, which I've made into a thing. Like, and it actually mm -hmm. is part of my career, so like it works. But sometimes I'll try and branch out and like talk about more mental health stuff or talk about. Um, like hypnosis, like I'm a certified hypnotherapist. And so okay. I'll like talk about that stuff. Nobody cares. Like maybe most of my videos will get, I think average, you know, tens of thousands of views somewhere. I do mm -hmm. one of those like 5,000 views. So it's like <laughs> huge difference, you know, between like a hundred thousand views and five. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, uh, message received. You don't care about that at all. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, it's so weird to like keep keep traction on TikTok, especially because like yeah. you'll do one video, like you can post one video that might be like off of your normal channel, and that that does well, and you're like, cool, I'm gonna follow that, and then end up shit later on. You're like, I don't know, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm always I, confused. Yeah, I feel like I'm chasing like I'm chasing this lottery number here. Like I don't know mm -hmm. what it is, but I'm just gonna keep playing numbers until something pops off. Right. It's it's really just like a chance at this point. It kind of feels like it. I mean, there's some like you learn some tricks and some like you know formula, 
But mm-hmm. in the end, it's just trying over and over again. And that's why you post. I don't know, that's why I post so much because it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to work. Yeah. yeah. And like I've seen before, like some videos will do like shit for a couple of weeks and then uh, my following will see it and then it'll, it'll just skyrocket. I've seen that happen yeah. a couple of times, but it takes yep. so long. And you're just like, guys, I need you. <laughs> Come I need back. Support. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> do you have some like like real loyal true followers who are always showing up yeah uh yeah so i actually have a story about that we had i had this Please. this this follower who was like i've been doing this same channel for about two and a half years now and i had this uh this little group of moderators <clears throat> whoa okay that, wait so timeline so two and a half years and then over the last six months you've grown over 800,000 followers. So you were, you were grinding at this for two years to get to 200 K and then Mm -hmm. just took off. It finally paid off. Whoa. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That just, sorry. I I should have reiterated on that. My bad. No, no, no. You're good. I just, I didn't realize the timeline there. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've been, it's it's been, it's been a long time. Um, You've been grinding. I I had this little group of moderators and I still have like my main, um, but I had this, this, this one girl moderator who then left to be a moderator. And then later down the road, she sends me unsolicited pictures. And I'm like, just okay. don't do that. Respect my relationship. And then I cut her out. And then she started causing drama like between oh, like the other no. moderators. And I'm like, dude, oh, no. I, don't, I don't care about your drama. I just want to post videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just, just leave me alone stop sending me pictures just respect that it's um yeah you meet a lot of a lot of really interesting people <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it yeah it's like nothing bad like i it makes me really wonder like what's going on in that person's head like what they mm-hmm. thought what kind of opinion they have but i've heard some crazy things like there's a, a friend of mine who's a mental health therapist uh nadia she's got like three million followers on tiktok and she's gotten legitimate death threats. Like there is some person who like looks up the name of her kids, like finds her address and like sends her letters. Like, I'm going to kill you for what? Like she's talking about how to deal with depression, and anxiety, like the most tame, nicest thing. And it's like, wh- what is going on in that person's head? What the fuck? Yeah. So I can, I can only imagine, man, like, you know, and I saw, you know, I saw your Instagram, like you and your girlfriend, real cute, been together. Like you got a really great thing going. Like, why would what's this person thinking and like like we were friends too for a good like year and a half and i was yeah. like i was just more shocked i was like just you really just disrespected me like that like you were my friend yeah you think you think they'd understand like have a rapport there mm-hmm, right mm. but it's weird like people just don't have like that uh that boundary anymore i i guess not it always makes me wonder, I'm curious your opinion, right? Like, I wonder if people don't have the boundary anymore or if because these platforms allow us to reach so many people, if <laughs> that 1% now becomes a larger voice, right? So like, let's say I've got 100 friends and 1% of people are just kind of kind of really toxic, right? That's one person that I have to interact with that's toxic. But if mm-hmm. you have a million people, <laughs> 1%, <laughs> What is that? A thousand? Like, that's I don't know math. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a thousand people is a lot of people. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So I don't know. Actually, it's more than that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get called out for math. I think it's 10,000 people. <laughs> well, it's too early, man. It's too early. Don't quote me. Don't quote me. Don't quote me. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's like, do you think it's getting worse or do you think there's just more connection? So you're seeing it more. I think it's a little mixture of both. Like, I feel like there's like, the, mm. there's, you're going to have like that margarine of people who just, who send the pictures. But then I feel like half of those people that do send the pictures just don't care. And mm. the other half are just like, they're just, they're just so open and maybe they don't, they don't know about the relationship and they're just boom. Yeah. Right. That's what I there think. There you go. Right. Like it could be like a mixture of both. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. It's kind of like society culture changes, but also, 
but also maybe it's just more more chances to to meet somebody who's like that it's like gambling the internet's yeah. a gamble it really is man people are like a gamble sometimes it's bad it's bad yeah how does your girlfriend deal with all that like does she does she mind like you know all the attention or like people like sending you things like that or trying to trying to start drama like is she pretty cool about it or is that is that way um, heavy in the beginning, like when we first got together, because she was like, uh, she followed me, believe it or not. Like okay. We yeah, met yeah. through TikTok. And like, I didn't even know she followed me. And one no day way. I came to Nevada and then uh, we met, found out she followed me. Um, but in the beginning, it was kind of hard for her. She goes, everyone's like talking about this and that about you. And it's making me uncomfortable. And I'm like, there's honestly nothing that I can do. I can like mute the comments, but that's just going to start problems with me muting comments. Yeah. So I think it would just be better if like, we just don't respond to them and then we get used to them later on in life. Hmm. And then down the road, it got easier. Um, there's sometimes like where me and her will both be like, don't say that. Don't do that. <laughs> that's not appropriate. Get some help. <laughs> right. And I'm like, like, like I, I've had to block a couple people because of um, some things that have been said or like pictures that have been sent, and I'm like, I'm not just there's there's a there's, yeah. there's a line and it's like a respect thing, so like just that's like yeah. it, I don't know it's gotten easier, but there's still like the the really hard days too. I totally agree. I totally agree. It's been it's been that way with my wife. I mean, we've been together seven years now, and. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we got a baby on the way due in February. So like some adult stuff, man. Holy cow. I don't know, man. (laughs) I'm still, still just a little old me. Papa, Papa dream. (laughs) Hopefully they don't treat me the same way they treated the other dream. Twitter got a hold of that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, in the beginning it was like, you know, I, I just started making videos during the pandemic and uh, I had nothing else to do. So I was just making videos. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let me kind of advertise mental health in my business. And then it kind of took off. And then you start to deal with that kind of attention. And it, you have to, I feel like you kind of have to change your mind to a whole different framework. Like there's a certain way that you have to handle things if, you know, you're just living life kind of like in the normal sort of sphere, normal sort of world. But mm-hmm. then when you enter influencer world, you have to view it in a different lens. It's like, that's going to happen. That's normal. You just have to handle it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like I might get offended if I was, you know, just, just some average Joe who, you know, wasn't trying to make a career out of social media. I would pursue things like, Hey, why would you say that about mm-hmm. me? Why would you do this? I would kind of go after it. But when you've got, you know, millions of people watching your stuff, it's just like, yeah, that's bound to happen. You know, you deal with it a different way doesn't excuse it. Please, if you're listening to this, don't do that. That's not nice. I have a life. Zach has a life here. Um, I'm just trying to pay my bills, man. Right? You know, I'm just trying to live. <laughs> um, but you do, it, it almost seems part of the part of the job. Yeah, it's like that sour sweet thing. Like there's nothing you can really do, but there's like, there's, there's some things you can do to limit it. Yeah. But it's never going to like really go away. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's wild. Any any other? Like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like you also have to have um, a certain understanding of like your own mental health to be a influencer. To like to know that that you're not gonna get like these like the comments aren't gonna get to you because there's mm-hmm. some people's comments that are just they're just ripping into them. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what are uh, what are some things that people say like are you talking about your comments to you or are you just comments that oh you no just like uh just certain comments like um i've seen people with like disabilities on my for you pages and it could be like like a, like a heartwarming video and then somebody in the comment sure. will just be like ripping into them i'm like dude there's, there's no need for that like no. it's that's not okay no not nice i mm. i don't know man i just it's like I can have all sorts of theories about why it is, but I think I think it's just a platform. You start to see just kind of the just kind of the mess that lives inside of each person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? I mean, you kind of mentioned that, but like, how has that been for your mental health? Is 
Is this journey through TikTok and social media something that has benefited you where you've learned and had to grow based on people's opinions? Or has this been like a real challenge? Like it's an extra weight that you have to account for when working on yourself and your mental health? Um, I'd say a little bit of both, actually. Like I, okay. I, I'm kind of like very uh, third person constructive, like on myself. Like if somebody says something, I take that. And then I mold it to what needs to be worked on. And sure. I've done that since I was like 19 and I've overcome a lot since then, uh, mental health wise and physically. Um, yeah. Huge, but, huge physical journey for you. Yeah. It's like 86 pounds, I think now. 86 now. Yeah. I saw the post with 80 pounds. I was like, oh wow. Yeah. Man, this guy's really Lost working on more it. pounds. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's been a journey. I think I'm going to get back in the gym too, you know, big and strong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that journey part of your mental health as well? Like your physical journey? Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, I wasn't in a very yeah. good, I was like, I was, I was depressed a lot and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of social anxiety. And then I had a huge eating disorder and mm. uh, my girlfriend at the time was kind of, wasn't not kind of, she wasn't helping me in that um, field. So I felt like, I needed to change like a whole 360 of my life. And I really did in eight months. And I think it's, it's benefited me in a lot of aspects mentally and physically. What was, what was the moment where you really realized like, damn, I can't keep doing this or, or was there a moment or did you hit kind of a rock bottom where it's like, I got to change something. I got to make this like 180 degree turn. Um, it was kind of, yeah, like I kind of hit rock bottom. It was, it was really depressed. It was like fresh out yeah. of high school, uh, like 18, 18 and a half, 19. And tough no job, not, didn't know what I was doing, no money. And then my girlfriend kept bringing over food, kept feeding me. So I felt like I was getting like pig stuffed. And mm. it, that wasn't really helping my depression, looking at myself get heavier each day. Sure. And then um, it kind of just snapped or I looked at, looked in the mirror and my stretch marks were purple and mm. my face was like just bloated and I couldn't like really smile. Like when I smiled, I, I couldn't see. So it, it was, it was really like a, a pinnacle of like, I need to change something or I'm not going to be able to change eventually. Yeah. Oh, so kind of a, well, twofold one, you like see yourself with like fresh eyes, like, this is not the way that I want to be. And then two, a realization of if I keep going, there might be a point where I can't come back from this. I need to learn how to edit. That's what I'm like. I need. It is so time consuming. It's miserable. Really? Yeah. I've got um, undiagnosed ADHD. Uh, (laughs) So I don't take anything for it. I just raw dogging it through. Um, but focusing on editing is such a task for me in my brain. I either hyper fixate and I like lose hours of my life forgetting who I am and what I'm doing. Uh, or it's just brutal trying to cone my mind into focusing on editing a video. That's been my experience. (laughs) Dude, ADHD is not fun. Yeah. Any experience with that? (laughs) I also have ADHD. Um, it's a big part of my life, but my, I, I took, I was, I was medicated for mine. Um, okay. and that like, I don't recommend that for anyone, not even like, really? Kids. Yeah. Cause like a certain medication can make you feel like a zombie. And for my instance, I felt like a zombie. So like my personality would shift and there was nothing I could oh. do to change it. Many people have told me about the zombie feeling. I mean, I've I've never taken medication for ADHD, so I've never personally experienced it. But what? Yeah, how would you describe it for someone who's never really experienced that type of feeling? Like the zombie feeling of taking medication feels like you're in the passenger seat of your own body, and then you're kind of going off of. You're kind of going off of like, it's kind of like being programmed almost like it's mm. like a med- it's an attention medication. So you're forced to pay attention and whatever you, like, you're, it's put in front of you for me, at yeah. least I would like 
and fixate on it and then get it done. But I wouldn't be in control. Like I kind of felt like I was kind of just doing it and not actually doing it. If Jeez. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, after it, a in couple the past of years, seat of your own also, body. Yeah. 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 Much, That's a great way to put it. So, so you'd focus, but you, you really, it, it was almost like you couldn't control what you were focusing on or control what, what was happening. That's gotta mm-hmm. be, I don't know. Control is such a huge thing like that. In some ways, I imagine that being terrifying. Yeah, very much so. And um, some medications didn't work or they would send me into like an episode of crying or whatever. So I was kind of like guinea pigged with medications through my childhood. Um, And each medication that I took just gave me a zombie effect. Jeez. What what age did that start? Like uh, taking medications, trying these things out? Uh, I'd say about six or seven six or seven yeah, that's pretty young man yeah and then i stopped taking them around 18 yeah so what I've do you what do you do now a couple, a couple of years it's been a couple of years anything. i don't take yeah. any, any more medications i don't take any antidepressants nothing i'm just raw dog in life <laughs> pushing on through pushing yeah. on through can't stop are there are there some other ways that you've like developed to I mean cope maybe the wrong word. I don't know if you I don't know if I really like the idea of having to cope with myself, but um are there some other things that you've done to help like uh, improve your life, augment your life and accomplish the things you want to accomplish? Meditation. Meditation, really? Please. Meditation. Tell I have me found more. out uh meditation for ADHD people fucking works. <laughs> No like way. It works for whatever reason. Like if you give yourself at least 15 minutes, it might sound like a long time, but like you might fall asleep. Even if you do, you're going to wake up rejuvenated. Like I would wake up after like a night's sleep and I'd be happier. Wow. And I'm kind of an angrier person just naturally. Um, <laughs> I get kind of who I, who I am. Um, but when I was meditating, I'd wake up happier um, with more energy, uh, more like more pep to my step, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of better for for living with ADHD because like it, it kind of like balanced it out. It seemed like man, so many people talk about meditation online. I feel like I'm kind of sick of it. <laughs> but, right, that's why I kind of got into meditation. I'm like, it can't yeah. be that fucking good. And I'm like, no, it's that's what I good. think. You know, I'm like meditate. God, I'm gonna sit there, with my eyes closed, and breathe for a little bit. I do a lot of like guided meditation. Like I don't understand that whole like, um, like I lay down in my bed and I just like sloth out and then okay. it's like breathe in, breathe out, think of waves. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm sleeping on it. Maybe I'm sleeping on it. Meditation. You gotta have that, you gotta have that like ADHD thing. So like there's people talking and there's like sounds in the background. So you're like fixated on it. Oh, so, so the right kind of meditation for, for you has like the sounds, the backgrounds, like a little light music, like some ocean Mm -hmm. waves and someone's like talking. So there's like enough Mm -hmm. to hold and maintain your attention to sloth out for a minute. I like that Mm -hmm. sloth out. That's good. That's good. Put that on a shirt. (laughs) Sloth out. Slothing out. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Wow. Meditation. And you mentioned too, like meditation can help you for you can help you fall asleep sometimes like you just <laughs> nap out you mm-hmm. know? yeah yeah um i use it mostly for bed like if i can't sleep or like sometimes i can't like i get restless and sure. i'll be up until like three or whatever um i'll put that yeah. on be out in 20 minutes it's good um speaking of meditation and like meditation is astral projection like since you're a uh, uh you specialize in dreams. Have you ever like astral projected? So, so, uh, no, <laughs> no short, short answer is no. Um, I, my personal thought is, and I get, I get into some controversy on the internet with witch talk, Witch talk doesn't like me. Sometimes I've made friends <laughs> with Witch talk. We, we recognize each other's existence and we cohabitate uh-huh. now. Uh, but, uh, witch talk and spiritual TikTok kind of talks about like astral projection, different planes mm-hmm. of reality and consciousness. I can't say I like my, my license, my profession is as a mental health counselor and a medical provider. So it's like, I stick with science and the research stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe, maybe you can, like, maybe you could go and, you know, talk with different entities and shift between dimensions. Like, 
I can't, I can't tell you whether that's true or not. What I do know, though, is when most people talk about astral projection, they're talking about an experience that happens in lucid dreaming. And lucid dreaming is researched and proven, and there's a lot of actual benefits to it. Like, So especially what you're talking about um, with ADHD and depression and anxiety, they will actually teach uh, and coach uh, those who come back from war with PTSD how to lucid dream to help them deal with the traumatic nightmares. Um, because lucid dreaming is just like like when we define it scientifically, lucid dreaming is just the experience of realizing that you're dreaming while you're in a dream. You don't necessarily have to have control. Some people think in order to lucid dream, you have to be in control of your dream. Not necessarily. Anytime that you recognize you're dreaming while you're dreaming, that counts as a lucid dream. Um, I've had that happen to me a couple times. Um, but... Uh, I don't like make it a personal practice. I think I'd like to. I think I'm going to start. Um, but really until this year and doing more research on it and it's actually attending some some conferences about it, um, I didn't really realize the benefits uh, until I did, did some more looking into it. So what... I've never had a, a, a lucid dream. So like I've... That's so interesting to me that you can just... Oh. That you can just... I think I have... Maybe. I don't know. Most people have had like one. Like the one that I had was, it was when I was a kid. I had a dream that I was in a maze and a monster was chasing me like a big, it, it's almost like Sully from Monsters, Inc. Except he okay. was like all black and he was like terrifying, big teeth. <laughs> so he's like, boom, 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 chasing after me. And I'm like, I'm like seven. I'm like, oh shit. You know? And so I duck around this corner and I'm like, I know that I'm dreaming. I need to wake up. Five, four, three, two, one. And then I woke up. That counts because I realized I was dreaming while I was in a dream. So that's a lucid dream, but I had what? zero control. I was, I was terrified. And actually a lot of the subreddits uh, where they talk about lucid dreaming, a lot of people talk about how they get stuck in a lucid dream. They feel like they're aware it's a dream, but then they can't wake up from it and they can't get out of it. There's a lot to be said about that. Like um, nobody ever gets stuck in a lucid dream. You'll always wake up. <laughs> Uh, and it really is more based on how you're going to sleep. Like if you go to sleep, like with some really dark thoughts or really kind of troubled, your dreams are going to be dark and troubled. So like may maybe pace yourself there a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. but that's, um, that's a lucid dream. And most people have had some kind of experience like that. Are you, are you thinking of one for yourself? Kind of like my most, I have like, like the more what, English the the most dreams i've had recently are flying dreams nice and um like the most recent one especially was i was in nevada which is where i reside and okay. uh it was in my old apartment complex and it was like brick for brick everything was the same car for car and it was my girlfriend oh. was in the third story or the fifth story and i got out of my car and then i started walking to the door but i started flying like kind of gliding and i go sick I knew I could do it. And I fucking flew to you and I was like, I fucking told you. <laughs> That's great. That's so you fly, you fly up and then you tell your girlfriend, like, I fucking told you. Is that who you told? Yeah, because yeah, like the night before I was like, you know how it'd be cool? It would be able to fly. That'd be dope. I would love to fly. And then I woke, I was in the dream and I'm like, I fucking told you I could do it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yeah, that counts. So you were aware that you were dreaming. You're like, I knew I could do it. I told you, told you. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Huh. Yeah. So flying, flying in a dream, by the way, is all about confidence. And so when you're flying, when you're kind of floating up, that's you being in control. That's your confidence. Conversely, oh. when you're falling in a dream, it means you're feeling out of control and like you're not feeling very confident. Um, specifically like some kind of plans that you had sort of fell through and you're kind of coming crashing down to earth. Mm. So a lot of times people like they'll start like an entrepreneurial venture, they'll start like a new job or a new relationship and they'll have all these high hopes and expectations and then they don't pan out. Oftentimes people have falling dreams during like that kind of experience in their waking life. Oh. Yeah. So flying, great sign. Confidence. Have you been feeling a little more confident lately? Maybe I have been. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe you haven't, honestly, but your mind is giving you, and dreams are funny like this, right? So talking with a dream expert, 
um, talking with someone who can work through your dreams is kind of the most important piece because you really want to understand what your mind's doing. Is it mm-hmm. giving you an interpretation of what you're feeling? Or is it giving you a representation of what you want? So in times where you feel terrible about yourself, low confidence, really kind of just hitting the dirt, you actually might have some really positive dreams about flying and confidence because your mind is trying to imagine what it would be like to have the thing that you're missing from your life. Oh. So it can be that both. That sense. Oh. A l- little bit more of the second one, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's very introspective work. I'm going to be thinking about that all day now. I got you all fucked up now. I know. (laughs) We're going to get off here and be like, dude, fucking what? We're calling out. I can't do anything today. I just got to think about flying dreams now. (laughs) You coming into work? What? No, I'm fucking flying. I'm falling. I don't know. I'm not confident. I am. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so confused. It's so it's so interesting, man. And that's why like I never I never intended this to be my direction for everything. But it's like the more that I got into mental health as a counselor and then started working with people, the more interesting dreams became and it just it just kind of found me more than I found it. Uh like I chose I was going to be a counselor. Like that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to work mm-hmm. in mental health. But then dreams just kind of happened upon me really through TikTok if I'm honest. Um, and so the more I get into it, the more fascinating it is because dreams and sleep is really the only time in your life where your prefrontal cortex, the thinking part of your brain shuts off. And so that struggle that we have during our waking life of like, well, am I feeling that? Am I feeling this? What's going on? And you overthink the shit out of everything that doesn't happen when you sleep because that part of the brain's off. So you get this raw, authentic data from what you're actually feeling. And it's it's almost the most truthful communication you can have uh, from yourself. And that's what blows my mind. Huh. That's so <laughs> That's cool. what I said. I was like, huh, okay. Well, that's that's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. Just stresses and everything is gone just raw emotions is sleeping yeah yeah it's um and and really like when i when i talk about it and study it like there's even there's even a great book on my desk i don't recommend this book because it's a real pain in the butt to read uh but i've been reading this book um it's it's kind of a lot but they talk about like consciousness like human consciousness mm-hmm. as an organ that has developed, right? So we've got our heart, we've got our lungs, right? And human beings have evolved for forever. Mm-hmm. Consciousness is a new human organ. It's something that has recently developed, like in the grand scheme of millions of years, like the past 6,000 has been the development of consciousness, our prefrontal cortex. And so this is a new organ that human beings are learning how to use, and we don't really know how to use it yet. <laughs> And so there's this battle between our our more animal brain, if you want to call it that, and our consciousness, where we don't know how to get them to to behave nicely with each other. I have I have two cats in my house, uh, and one of them bullies the other. <laughs> oh no, that's like our brain. <laughs> one part of the brain bullies the other, and you know the conscious part's like, you unconscious brain, you emotional brain, you don't know nothing, you're worthless, and then. The unconscious part of the brain is like, I'll show you. I'll make you addicted to stuff, and you won't be able to figure out what's going on. And I'll I'll self sabotage you. And so they just fight each other. And it's like we're learning how to get them to cohabitate. Uh, but that's a new experience for just humans as a species. That's so crazy. It's it's Only wild. Six thousand years. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm being I'm being general. The oh, idea okay, okay. is that. The idea is that um, the beginning of recorded history is really when consciousness started. So um, the ability to self-reflect is a conscious process. So Mm -hmm. as soon as we started telling stories about ourselves and remembering who we are and and like our story as human beings, 
writing on cave walls and stuff, that's when we really became conscious. You know, we're having these creative expressions, these self-reflective experiences. That's kind of new. Like animals don't do that. Like my cats don't sit there and self-reflect and meditate before they fall asleep. <laughs> that's a conscious process. Right. And that's new for for just us as beings. Huh. That's crazy. It's blowing my mind, man. And I like how you like I like how you brought up consciousness too, because I just found out that um like two year olds and toddlers and whatnot they they're not conscious up until like a certain age so they're like kind of just yeah. flowing about just primal instincts <laughs> absolutely well Which and is- and they've i they've kind of uh i've even heard some stuff that that compares it to like an acid trip so like <laughs> from being a baby to being like five years old it's just like constant mushroom trip for them <laughs> could you imagine yes. watching some baby einsteins just like you That's know probably just... why they look all shocked all the time hi baby <laughs> yeah looks you crazy. Probably look... could you imagine what you look like like you're tripping out and it's just here's this big person in your face like hey buddy how's it going <laughs> just like losing it man what the fuck is that <laughs> yeah so it's um yeah, it's just like the more that we learn about this stuff, it's it's just really interesting. And I think it gives us both like the self-compassion to like continue our growth and really appreciate each part of the brain and what it does um, and understand like why we experience some of the troubles that we experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The human consciousness is a work of art, man. It's interesting. It, it's interesting. It needs, to, it needs to finish itself. I'm tired of it. <laughs> it could be a lot. It could be a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so sleep and dreams, man. Like, um, are you are you a pretty avid dreamer? Do you dream most times that you go to bed, or is that uh, is that something um, that doesn't happen very much for you? Not very much for me. I'm not a very big dreamer. I don't dream a whole lot. Like I try to, or. I try to like do things to help myself dream, but nothing really yeah. seems to help. I think it's because I smoke. Um, but I've also heard if when you stop smoking, you get some very vivid dreams. And I've tried that and I still haven't had dreams. I haven't heard the second part. I Now, I, I admittedly may not be totally up to date on that topic of like what happens when you stop smoking and how your dreams change. I do know, though, there's some pretty pretty interesting research about if you smoke marijuana, um, it changes, it changes the ratio of your sleep cycles, right? So we have five stages of sleep. Uh, one of them is called REM sleep, where your eyes are kind of moving underneath your eyelids, and the other four are and REM sleep, not REM sleep. Um, those latter two, especially NREM four, is deep sleep. When mm-hmm. you smoke marijuana, you get a higher percentage of deep sleep. So actually, you know, uh, there's been a lot of stuff where they prescribe, again, for PTSD, trauma, those who struggle with sleeping because they're hyper aware or they struggle to really get into sleep, they'll prescribe them medical marijuana to help them get that deep sleep that they're not getting naturally. And I would imagine too, this is kind of speculation for me. So, you know, maybe do some research, those who are listening, but those um, who struggle with ADHD and getting that deep sleep because the mind can't focus as well, um, marijuana can help get that deep sleep. Now, obviously overdoing it, there's side effects, you know, you want to be careful and not overdo anything. But Mm -hmm. the stuff that I've been reading about marijuana, it, it can be helpful for sleep for those who struggle. What? You learn stuff. Like I've, I'm learning. I've learned so much already on this podcast. I'm learning, <laughs> it's very I, I just like I like learning, man. I like learning. Like, what What's your experience with it? Like when you when you smoke, uh, how is your sleep? And then when you don't smoke, how how is your sleep? What's the difference there? Um, it's good. Like when I smoke, I I smoke heavy. So when I um smoke a heavy amount, normally. Like when I go to bed, uh, I sleep fairly well throughout the night. I normally wake up because I just do content creating mostly full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wake up around like 8 a.m., which is a little later for me normally. 
but okay. I've like I'm well rested. Like I'm not like getting, I'm not dragging out of bed. Like when I, my eyes are open, I'm just get up for the day. That's nice. Um, and then when I don't smoke, I'm kind of like waking up periodically throughout the night. And there's, mm. and because I'm such a heavy smoker, there's a thing called hypermesis cannabinoid syndrome. I think that's the full one, the full term. Okay, now I'm going to learn something today. Go for it. <laughs> it's it's when your body gets, it's kind of like a codependency kind of because I'm more angry. I, I smoke to be more happy. And okay. when I don't smoke, um, I'm more angry. And then because my body doesn't have something to give me like a boost or whatever, um, it's kind of like going through like a mild withdrawal because your mm. body doesn't have... Um, the cannabinoids going into your your body which marijuana has cannabinoids and your brain has cannabinoids and it's just how they link and that's how you get high i can it's okay. a huge topic right um but when you don't have that your body starts going into like a, like a fatigue like nausea dizziness you can some um, vomiting and i was i was in oh i was vomiting for about a week and it kind of sucked. And I'm kind of like, you have to bring your tolerance down. But during the time of um, me not smoking, my sleeping was ass. I was waking up around 2 p.m. or 2 a.m., not getting back to bed until like 4 or waking up at 3 and staying up all morning. That's rough. Did you yeah, did you quit like bad. altogether or did you taper off and still experience this? Um. I've tapered off before as like an experiment and um, I realized I had it and the sleep was kind of better. Like if you kind of like, mm. uh, like slowly bring yourself off of it, just like anything, um, it's going to be better, but okay. just, just go and cold Turkey off of it. It it's, it's horrible. Like it's you rough. get mood swings, your, your body is like, oh, I, I need it. Like yeah. you feel gross. You can't keep anything down like water. It was, Nope. Oh, even water. Yeah, but now I'm like I'm I'm slowly bringing it back down to a normal pace. Okay. Okay, and that's been kind of all right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I haven't smoked today, and I'm I'm feeling good. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think um I think a lot of people like I feel like I feel like marijuana is kind of like sex in our culture. Like it's kind of taboo. Mm-hmm. Like it's illegal, and like you know you don't talk about it. That's bad. And then like religion kind of gets involved, and it's like. Uh, well, you know, Jesus wouldn't do that. So, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it makes it difficult, I think, to really see it for what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of medications that we take that are prescribed by doctors that have Mm -hmm. very similar side effects to what you're talking about. And we still prescribe them. Like anybody who's on like, I, I don't think they prescribe it as much anymore, but we used to prescribe Ambien all the time for sleeping. And Ambien, like people were, were driving places on Ambien. People were like walking around doing things on Ambien, fully asleep, but like it messed with the brain body disconnect. And so they were like up and about, sleepwalking, doing things, driving places, totally unconsciously. Uh, And we used to prescribe a lot of Ambien, uh, but we've stopped because we realized some of those side effects. I mean, you know, there's also like antidepressants that have some really pretty serious withdrawal symptoms. Some some uh, anti-anxiety medication has some really serious withdrawal symptoms. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, working with a professional, like talking with someone who really is there to help you and doing what's right for your body and having that conversation with your doctor, I think is the best way to go. Like just because mm-hmm. it's marijuana, doesn't mean it's good or bad. I think you right. need to talk with someone who's on your team and like is educated about this stuff to figure it out. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of things that have rough side effects. But I mean- if it's between that and like suicidal depression, well, you know, I want someone to be on medication and have the chemicals mm-hmm. they need in their brain, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Um, especially nowadays, like we're going towards more of that, hopefully federally, federally legal soon. Yeah. Um, and what's been like coming into the limelight is uh, these things called terpenes, which like- I've heard can... about this, but I don't know what they are. Uh, terpenes are in everything. You smell pine. Pine has terpenes, like pine leaves or pine needles. I do like pine. <laughs> um, oranges, mangoes. If you eat a mango before you smoke, it can enhance your high because there are terpenes inside of it. 
Um, but there's also Making terpenes that can here, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> there's terpenes that can help you with. Um, it's like not a cure, obviously, but it can help sure. prevent cancer, um, boost bone growth, anti-inflammatory, bug repellent. Um, pretty much everything you can think about under the sun, a wow. certain strain can help you with it. Like I do mine for sleep and I go for three sleep terpenes and I'm fucking out. Or if I, like my, my girlfriend's mom's having some back pain. So I told her to get a certain type of terpene. Her back's been feeling a lot better. Wow. Like even, so it, even if it is like, you're just doing it by yourself, I would, if you're having problems, like very much so do your research, do your research with anything. Like I'm, yeah. I'm huge on research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, especially with the the advent of TikTok and social media, everyone be talking about everything. You have to be <clears throat> informed. I just came across a, a video literally yesterday of uh, someone talking about like terrible side effects of birth control pills for women. And someone stitched it and said, before I let this person finish, I want you to know this is a chiropractor, not a medical doctor who's talking about the side effects for for... <laughs> Uh, birth control medication. It's like, recognize where the information is coming from. Like this person is here for like sports injury. They do not have a degree in helping you figure out what's good for your, you know, contraceptives. So you can continue the video, but recognize where information is coming from. So crucial. Cause there's just so much information out these days, you know? Yeah. And then everyone seems to be a fucking expert on everything. They like to try to be, I think. I just, I take it with a grain of salt. Like if somebody tells me something, I'll take that information and do my research. And I'm like, oh, shit, he was right. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm informed. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, user well, 8933684. <laughs> Dude, true. It's got like 10 numbers at the end and they're just like spouting <laughs> off about something. You're like, oh, what? All right. I guess I have Maybe to go listen to it. I'm questioning it now. Got me curious. Man, I, that's happened to me too, though. Like I actually, from TikTok, uh, from users on TikTok, learned about what's called, it's my favorite word, hypnopompic and hypnagogic hallucinations. Probably Hypnopom probably my favorite Hypno curse what? word of all time. <laughs> Hypnopompic. Hypnopompic. And hypnagogic. Hypnagogic. <laughs> Those are funny to say. They are no funny problem. to say, but I, I learned about them because someone was talking about their experience of sleep paralysis. And so hypnopompic mm. and hypnagogic hallucinations are the shadowy figures that you'll see or the, the scary things that you'll see in an episode of sleep paralysis. So you'll wake up, mm. but you'll be paralyzed. You can't move your body. Uh, and so you'll see these shadowy figures like walking through your room. It's It's absolutely horrifying. But what's happening is... While you wake up, if your sleep is kind of disturbed, uh, maybe you're stressed or maybe there's medication or you got a bad diet, um, your mind won't connect to your body yet. So your, your eyes will open before your brain reconnects with your body because while you're asleep, you are paralyzed. You know, if you're running or flying in your dream, you don't want to be flying out of bed and, mm -hmm. you know, landing on the floor. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so your eyes will open before the brain reconnects with the body. And there's a couple moments where you are frozen, your mind is still dreaming. And so your eyes are open. And so you'll see dream images, shapes and figures that your mind is projecting, but while your eyes are open. And so it can be really confusing. The theory is that a lot of people who talk about being abducted by aliens uh, are actually just experiencing sleep paralysis. Huh. Because the shadowy figures always kind of look the same. They've got these big kind of like oval heads and they're very thin. Uh, and whenever you look into the reports about uh, alien abductions, they say, well, they hit me with a tranquilizing agent. And then they were standing over me, observing me and, and you know, probing me and stuff. And it's like, well, that, that very much fits with what we've researched and what we know about sleep paralysis and these type of hallucinations. Huh. Things I learned from being a TikTok influencer. And now that you say that, I'm like, dude, that doesn't sound like you. They they were standing over me. Everything I hear about sleep paralysis, this stood over me. Um, yep. I think 
I don't even know if like I've had, I don't know if I would consider this sleep paralysis, but like I was like, I was like a kid and mm. my door was open. It was kind of like one of these, but there was like, like when I woke up, I could kind of oh, like move my head a little bit. Like they okay. do this. Yeah. And sure, I'm looking sure. around the room and then I look at the door and there's like a figure like doing this, but he's like sideways. Oh, and then he just, and then he just shit. goes, and then that was it. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it, so, it's so, so sad scared. because it happens to kids a lot because the brain is developing. So like, mm-hmm. you know, as the brain's developing, it's creating neural networks and neural pathways. So sometimes when you're waking up from sleep, you know, because your brain's still growing, it doesn't wake up right. And so you're seeing monsters in your closet, monsters in your bed. And when the, when kids say that they see a monster under the bed, they really mean it. And they probably did see it but it was just one of these type of hallucination experiences because their brain's growing. Huh. Yeah. Man, all this is making so much sense now. <laughs> Connecting the freaking dots, man. <laughs> fucking reel me piss, Batman. Look I'm at that. Figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Zach, this is this has been great talking, man. I uh, I'm glad that we got to meet, that you got to share your story. I really appreciate it, man, especially everything that you've been through and TikTok and your mental health journey, I know uh, a lot of people can really identify with your story because a lot of people, I mean, mental health is just a human thing. Mental health is a health thing for everybody. So I appreciate the vulnerability, man. Thank you for bringing me on. It was an honor. Um, it's just really fun, especially for my first podcast. It was, it was really fun talking. Yeah, man. And, I can't believe yeah. it. First podcast. It was great. I know. It was, it was, it was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. You did great. I would have never known. I'd have never known. It was fun, though. It was really fun. Thank you so much, man. Absolutely, Dave. We'll have to do it again. Well, for everyone listening, thanks for being here. We'll catch you uh, in the next episode. See you guys.